This week on Inside Motorsport, it's my favourite racing weekend of the year. Indy, Monaco and the Coca-Cola 600. I hope you can keep up. First off to the Monaco Formula One Grand Prix where Sebastian Vettel was once again dominant, winning the jewel in the Formula One crown for the first time. Here's the drivers at the post-race press conference with James Allen. So here we have the top three finishers in the Monaco Grand Prix. The winner, Sebastian Vettel, Red Bull Racing, 14th career victory, fifth this season and the first in Monaco. Second, Fernando Alonso, Scuderia, Ferrari, Marlboro. And third, Jensen Button, Vodafone, McLaren, Mercedes. Sebastian, great race, three different strategies in the top three positions. Positions, but the upshot is you're a Monaco Grand Prix winner. Describe your feelings. It's unbelievable. And I think, you know, the race today obviously uh, was pretty entertaining from the inside of the car, at least. Obviously, uh, you know, we had a good first in, the good start of the race. I could pull a gap to Jensen, felt reasonably happy. And, you know, I was targeting to go longer on, on the options. Jensen came in and then we had, I think we had a problem at the pit stop. The lap later, we, we reacted. So we lost the position, went on the hards, he went on the softs, and then he was pulling away like crazy, pulling a gap. Um, but obviously then, you know, uh, we were staying out a bit longer on the primes. Yeah, with the safety car, obviously it was good to have a little break, Jensen behind, and then uh, he was much quicker, obviously, on the soft tyres, but it's very difficult to pass here, I knew that. Um, so he came in for his final stop, he had to, obviously, he was, you know, three times on the on the soft so far so he had to go on the hards and uh yeah fernando was a bit on a similar strategy probably you know they were a bit more clever on the safety car to bring him in and uh yeah um got a new set of of hard tires but then you know we the lap chance and pitted we wanted initially we wanted to react to pit as well but then i said let's try to one stop you know there were like 33 laps to go i had quite a good feeling on on the tires i had obviously not you know nowhere close to fresh tires anymore but then you know I, I saw the only chance to win this race is to you know try and stay out so um it was really close i was i think 20 laps under pressure then from fernando and jensen behind uh, i know it's difficult to pass here but uh, it was getting closer and closer and i think it would have been a difficult six laps but obviously then you know uh, we caught the group and in fact they they crashed in front of us so uh, another safety car and then a suspended race, which allowed us to change tires. I got rid of these stones, of these old tires. And uh, yeah, the final final attempt, then obviously everyone on a fresher set, it was easier to pull away a little bit and uh, you know to get a gap out of those corners that uh, it really mattered. So <sighs> extremely happy. Obviously at some stage I was in P2, 19 or 15 seconds behind Jensen and uh, the victory seemed far away. But uh, you know I have said it, it's a crazy place and I think the roulette's Fun a lot last night and you know it kept on spinning uh, during this race so uh, crazy and I'm really really happy a fantastic result and an extreme honor to put my name down the list of previous winners here so yeah a perfect day I guess well done Fernando you pitted under the safety car as Sebastian said it was all set up really before that red flag did you think you were going to beat him in the closing stages before the red flag came out mm, well you never know what is going to happen the final result but uh, 100% uh, I was ready to try and um, yeah I think uh, he was having some more problem with the tyres in the last uh, 10 laps of the race we were managing the tyres uh, when I pitted because I know that uh, at the end of the race it was uh, our time to attack but that uh, last 10 laps didn't came uh, because we had the, the red flag and the safety car and uh, 
yeah, I was ready to attack. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult here. There is not much space. There is the risk of uh, 50% you overtake, 50% maybe you crash. But uh, this is Monaco, and obviously uh, he was, or he is uh, leading the championship, so he has much more to lose than me. So I was ready to attack. Hold on, Jensen. A three-stop strategy for you. How did you think it would play out in the end, and how much fun was it for you this afternoon? Well, it was fun for quite a few laps uh, until um, <clears throat> until the first safety car came out. It was looking really good. Uh, but we went for the three stop um, because I was struggling a little bit in the first stint with the rears, and we uh, we thought we could we could probably jump Seb on the first stop, which we did, uh, and then we had a very good pace on the super soft tire. Um, but then later in the race, when the safety car came out, it uh, it hurt us a little bit because we just pitted. Seb stayed out, and uh, yeah, as we've already said, it's very difficult to overtake here. But um, I, I suppose Monaco Grand Prix, you got to expect safety cars, but. Um, you always hope that they don't happen when you're on a three-stop strategy. So uh, disappointed for the team and for myself because I thought we, uh, we had a real chance of victory here. But um, congratulations to these guys. I think, uh, I think we put on a great show for, for the viewers and all the people here in Monaco. Um, also good news to hear that uh, Vitaly is uh, it's okay. Two hours later, the start of the centennial Indy 500. In 1911, Ray Haroon won the first ever 500-mile race at the Brickyard. This year, it was an Englishman, Dan Weldon, who won his second 500-mile event. Across the line, J.R. Hildebrand will see the white flag. Jerry Baker, final lap, can a rookie win it? His best finish of the year, 10th. That's going to improve dramatically. Take as he comes to turn two. He's hoping that win can push him through. J.R. Hildebrand trying to conserve fuel, trying to do the unthinkable, win his first Indianapolis 500. He's already in three. J.R. Hildebrand with a huge, strong effect. On their feet, fist pumping, caps waving. He comes out of turn number three. Here he comes, the National Guard machine with J.R. Hildebrand down along the white line. He is sputtering slow and he hits the wall. He hits the wall coming out of four. Will he have enough to cross the yard of bricks? Here comes. Here comes J.R. Hildebrand. He will cross in front of the flag stand with the checkered flag waving. The right side of the car destroyed. He finishes the race with the damaged race car. Who will win? Who is the winner? Weldon. Of the Dan Weldon. Is Weldon. Dan Weldon has won the race as Weldon gets past J.R. Hildebrand as Hildebrand hits the wall coming off of turn number four. Hil- a lot of a lot of hard work in... Uh dedication and commitment from everybody at Brian Herder Autosport. I got to thank you know first of all my wife and family for sticking by me when I didn't have a ride. I've probably not been the the nicest guy to been around. I've certainly learned to change diapers very quick and what have you, but this is a this is a phenomenal feeling for for like I say myself, my family for the team. The William Rascal was we we were we were right there the whole day and uh it looks good, but it, it ran very quick today. So I got to thank William Rast, you know, curb records, big machine records, fourth size solutions, I go, and everybody at Honda. They've uh, they truly stick by me so so much. Uh, they've they've, uh, they've 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 never lost faith in me, and uh, I, I really appreciate that. But uh, Firestone too. But I think the most important people here are the fans. I mean, it's. It's so good to represent such a, a great race and a great series. And uh, although I'm part-time, it doesn't mean that I just love it a little bit. I, lo- I love everything about it. And um, for, 
for the Alzheimer's Association and for the people that have Alzheimer's out there. Uh, I'm very privileged to, you know, to, to be a spokesperson for them and, and to represent them and, um, you know, just uh, pray for pray for those people that, that have that disease. But it's, um, it's this is an amazing day, an amazing day. I love the Indianapolis 500. I love everything about it. And uh, I'm so glad to be drinking milk again and to be a two-time winner. Well, if you think a last lap victory on the final straight is going to be exciting enough, what about six hours later in Charlotte, where the NASCARs had their longest race, the Coca-Cola 600? Here's Fox Sports' call of their final Dale lap. Earnhardt Jr. out front. Can he make it? White flag. Next flag ends the race. Hamlin trying to close. Track's clear. We're good to go. Seven back. Seven back. Harvick third, Reagan fourth, Logano fifth. What a topsy-turvy finish to the Coca-Cola 600. And Dale Jr. is scooting away. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's slowing, isn't he? 150,000 people on their feet. Jr. is slowing. He's out of fuel. He's out, He's of, out of gas. And as at Indy, the leader at turn four does not get to the flag. Perfect. Perfect. The closer wins it. Once again, where did he come from? <laughs> Golly gee. And Kevin Harvick wins the 600. An exciting weekend. We've got plenty more ahead in 2011. I hope you'll join us then. Until next time, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.